particular about that. He writes about this and says, hey, take a look at this right here. I know who the King of Glory is, Jesus Christ. Is. So let's look at the next slide, please. King of Glory is a repeated phrase in Psalm 24. When God repeats through his word, we should, and I should, we all should, pay attention and observe what God is saying. What does God want you to notice in the Psalm? Well, that's between you and God. But here's some things that he brought out to me. Let's take a look at this next slide. The Lord is strong and mighty. King of glory has invited you into his presence. And to be in his presence, if you look through Psalm 24, which is going to send verses right there, you're going to realize there are possibilities that come before the king. Let's take a look at verses 3 and 4. Verse 3 says, Who may ascend into the hill of the Lord? And who may stand in his holy place? Well, verse 4 gives us his qualification. He has clean hands and a pure heart. So it's not lifted up his soul to an idol. And if you have an older version, We have a more modern one. It might say this is up the soul to, to some sort of indifference or something of that nature, or more sworn to keep the soul. And so we're going to hold off to the new thing. We're going to see that thing right here. And it's powerful. Clean hands. And when you look at that and be in God's presence, do you start thinking of washing your hands? Most of us do. We're modern-day Americans. In fact, we just got out of 2020, 2021, 2022, but all we ever talked about was wash your hands. And if you didn't wash them, put your hand sanitizer off. Well, they did. You know what I'm talking about. I'm not preaching to the choir. We all did it. Wash your hands. Don't touch your face. Oh, my goodness. Is this what the Bible's talking about there? Well, to be honest with you, it's not really Maybe this is what comes to mind when you say wash your hands. Is that the kind of clean hands God is talking about? You ever heard that old saying before? Cleanliness is next to godliness? Is that actually in the Bible? No, it's not. But some people preach that, don't they? Let me tell you something. Those cleanliness helps you in a lot of ways. All right? Let's take a look at the next slide. How about this one? James 4, 7. Let's get a good picture there of what the Bible means here. This clean hands here. Look at verse 7 of James chapter 4. Therefore, submit to God. And we're going to return to this verse several times. See, tonight we're on the time to mix there. Therefore, submit to God. Resist the devil. He will flee from you. And that is good Christian advice from the half-brother of Jesus Christ. This is the actual son of Mary and Joseph here. And he will be the half-brother of Jesus. Why is that? Because Jesus is the son of God and the first son of Mary. He's the half-brother of Jesus. And this is the advice that he gives Christians how to live godly, how to be in a relationship with God. He says, submit to God. Submit to God. That's been preached. Submit to God. We don't like that particular phrase. I've done a hundred weddings and weeks in my ministry, and a lot of times in the older weddings, we used to say that. Submit to one another. You know how many people request me to take that phrase out nowadays? Uh, to obey. I don't want to put that in there. Don't say obey. I have people actually write this and look over the wedding service I'm going to do. So can you take down the word obey? I said, what would you like me to put there? Think about doing what you ask me to do. The Bible tells us here in verse 7, Submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Are you under attack by the devil? If you're online with me tonight, and you are saying, Pastor, I've been attacked by the devil, let me tell you something. The Bible tells us in verse 7 of James chapter 4, how to get him to flee from you, and that is submitting to God. Somebody say amen tonight. So when you start submitting to God, you start obeying, you're going to find out the devil's going to start fleeing. 
However, you're also going to find something else out. Are you ready for this? This is kind of a, a spiritual warfare truth here. When you start obeying, the devil starts getting a little bit upset. You know what else gets upset? Your flesh does. Your flesh is, your flesh is catching. You blame it on the devil all the time. It's really our flesh. We also blame the world on the devil. It's not the world's fault either. The world's going to have things to tempt you and things to try you and things to test you with, and you have to learn to die to yourself, pick up the cross, follow after Jesus, or else the devil's going to use it as a temptation against you. Here we go. It changes his picture here. He says, Submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Resist him. He goes on to verse 8. He says, Draw near to God. Draw near to God. Let me ask you a question, theologian. Verse 8 tells us who draws near to God first. You or God? You draw near to God, and He will draw near to you. Who does the drawing near first? You draw near. Draw near to God, and He will draw near to you. We often want it the other way around. God draws near to me, and then I'll start coming to you. No, no, no. You bring your broken heart. You bring your broken dreams. You bring your broken schemes to God, and He'll start drawing near. I will tell us that in verse 6. Draw near to God, He will draw near to you. And then we look at what we started out with. Cleanse your hands. Cleanse your hands. It has nothing to do with putting them under water. It has nothing to do with scrubbing them with soap or hand sanitizer. It is quit putting your hands. This is literally what it means. Quit putting your hands on things that are destroying your marriage, destroying your relationship with God, destroying your relationship at work, destroying your relationship with your children. Quit putting your hands on them because it's making you dirty. You sinners. Purify your heart, you double-minded. You probably saw some of that in the old Apostles. Double-minded is another way to say you're an idol worshiper. Because you go with God and go with somebody else. What do you think James got that is? Take a look at the next slide. Second Corinthians 6.16. We're still looking at washing of hands here. Uh, this is verse 16 and 17. The Apostle Paul writes to the church at Corinth. And you know the problems that the church at Corinth had. And let's take a look at verse 16. What agreement has the temple of God? Now, I'm the old King James. My old King James is the concord. That the temple of God was idols. What agreement? Do we have an accord? What accord does? What concord then does the temple of God have with idols? Because you are the temple of the living God. And if you are the temple of the living God, how can you then put your hand on something dead? God has said, I will dwell in them and walk among them. I will be their God. They shall be my people. Look at verse 17. Therefore, come out from among them and be separate, saith the Lord. Do not, help me out now, trust what is unclean. Wash your hands. Next slide. Also to be in the presence of the Holy Lord, the Lord Almighty. Seven and eight then tells us 
Therefore, submit to God. Remember the, the, the next covenant in Psalm 24? You've got to have a pure heart to be in His presence. Look at James 4, 7, 8. He tells us that. Submit to God. Resist the devil. He will flee from you. Draw near to God. He will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands. You sinners, purify your heart. He'll talk to you. Cleanse your hands. Purify your heart. Psalm 24. Can you Those of us who know that we have some danger, we know we had a problem sometimes with these guys touching things that weren't necessarily clean. We had a problem sometimes with a heart that wasn't 100%. David said, I'm going to be in the presence of the Lord of glory. He walked in rid of that stuff that's keeping you away from God. Keep your heart Book, a 
Don't preach on it enough. Look at what he says. The last verse here. We know that the Son of God has come and given us an understanding that we may know Him who is true, and we are in Him who is true, in His Son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. And He closes it in verse 21. Little children, catch me on. Keep yourselves from Be a person of your word. 
Make sure you tell your wife what you mean. Don't lie to her. Make sure you tell your husband what you mean. Don't lie to her. Let me tell you something else, ladies. I know I'm preaching myself into trouble tonight, but don't let your husband try to figure out what's wrong with you. Come on. Don't say when he comes up to you, what's wrong? Nothing. That's a lie. Returning to those verses, though, in James chapter 4, verses 7 and 8, he kept coming back to us and he saw the same pattern. Wash your hands. Purify your heart. Don't lift up your soul or be double minded. He took a look at it. I want you to look at it with me again. Therefore, submit to God and the devil, he will flee from you. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands and sinners, purify your heart and you double minded.
always had it. If you were to go to Yellowstone today, and you were to drive out to see the hot spring geyser, you'd come across the most famous one in this world here. Why is it called an ocean? Can I tell you something? Jesus is coming. Thank you. That's something you are coming. Perhaps you're online. You say, Pastor, I need. Pastor, I'm not a Christian. I need to know you. I'm going to show you that somebody. Grab one of our bishops here tonight. Grab any Christian in any of these seats. We'll be happy to meet you. Pastor, say, Brother Johnson, you can be a part of it. Whatever it may be. Grab, grab somebody and let's show you that word of prayer. I just want to ask you to be in prayer for my family. It's this Friday. As the special holiday comes up, some of you know we're getting the days off. We're getting McDonald's and McDonald's before. And this Friday starts one of my favorite ones. Pray for us because it was beautiful and fun time in my family. So let's close that word of prayer and I will see you. Oh, yes, uh, Brother Steve, you would have requested that we have some bodies come and help us in the fellowship hall at the church. Right? We've got 10 of y'all. And what we're going to do is hold a brand new acoustic panel up see how they're going to look and where our alignment may be. And, uh, and please go testing that instead of yelling and screaming at people after that. All right? So let's close that word of prayer. If you're interested in helping, we've got 10 of y'all. Meet us back there in the South Hall. Let's pray again. Father, thank you so much for your time to be in your house. Bless us as we depart your house tonight, Lord. Bring us safely back to your house to worship you. And I pray, Lord God, that each and every one of us, if we have drawn away from you, we would draw near to you, Lord, and we would see you draw near to us. Before God, we place our hands in things that Christians ought not have their hands in. Help us, Lord God, to wash our hands. Now, Lord God, our hearts will become dirty. Help us to purify our hearts. Father God, we will take your advice from the Apostle John. And your spirit called, we 